it really ingrained into me the uh, realization that what I'm doing and the skills that I have and how I apply myself, it's more than just for entertainment. And it's more than just, you know, a, a career, something to make money. It's, it's truly something that is my calling and that I need to do everything that it takes to fully actualize that and see that through because if not then what's up Daw nation my name is wyatt troy and i want to welcome you to this week's episode of behind the daw now if you're new to the show this is a podcast where i interview music producers artists music industry experts singers songwriters sound designers everyone else in between on an emotional philosophical branding marketing and overall music business basis also this is a companion podcast to our youtube series in the daw where we invite music producers to come and dissect their songs in real time right before your eyes we've had people like cashmere mostet fox stevenson AU5, Quicks, Said the Sky, Tynan Culprit, and a whole slew of other people. So I'd highly encourage you to go check that out over on the Daw Nation YouTube channel, or you can catch those over here on the podcast. You just have to look for the 0.5 episodes. So the last episode was 61.5 with Moss and Manny broke down his song Horizon. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'd highly encourage you to check that out. So again, you can listen to it here, or you can go watch it on the YouTube channel. But Daw Nation, with all that out of the way, who are we interviewing this week? So if you did catch the Monday episode, you heard me say that today we were going to release the Xylent Behind the Daw episode. Unfortunately, I actually was not able to get the approval version sent over to Xylent's team in time for them to approve it and get it back over here so we could release it today. So that was totally my fault. Should have sent it earlier. That was that was 100% my fault and I take the full blame for that. But I thought to myself, man, Daw Nation is expecting an episode today. That's not cool for me to skip on one. So I'm going to have to find a way. I'm going to have to find a way to get an episode episode out today and this idea came to me i'm like man wait a second au5 and i just spent a weekend with each other doing this huge mastermind and there was so much knowledge so much wisdom that we gained from that i was like well hold up what if we just what if i just get him on a call and we record it and we talked about everything that we did with the mastermind and the things and the conclusions and the ideas that we came up with and share it with Dawn nation i think that'd be fantastic most people don't even know what a mastermind is or why it's important we're going to get into exactly what a mastermind is here so don't don't worry about that we'll we'll describe that for you i was like man maybe this was a sign from heaven that we were supposed to do this so heck yeah that's what we did i called austin and i was like hey we're meeting an hour and he's like high five buddy let's do it and so we recorded an hour long conversation of us talking about the mastermind what it is why it's important what we got from it how we were able to take this weekend and bring it back to our career our personal lives and all that kind of stuff and how we feel extra stoked and invigorated to keep pushing forward and meet our fullest potential so don nation this is all well and dandy but what are you gonna learn from this episode why is this important how are you gonna benefit from what we're gonna talk about so here's some of the concepts that i know that you could plan to walk away with and by the way you're gonna find a lot more than just these concepts but here's some that you can 100 plan to walk away with number one what the heck is a mastermind and how you could benefit from it right now we're also going to talk about how high our potential is as music producers and just human beings in general how being successful is our responsibility not just a choice but it's our responsibility our obligation our moral responsibility to the human race We're also going to talk about how to identify the bottlenecks in your career right now. So if you identify them and knock them out, you can grow even faster. And finally, we're going to talk about why you should stop holding back your music and start putting it out so people can hear it. I'm telling you, Don Nation, and this could be a very bold statement. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is probably one of the best episodes of Behind the Daw we've ever had. There is an enormous amount of value in here for music producers, for artists, for music industry experts, for anyone, for anyone that is in music. This is a really, really powerful podcast. It's going to get some gears turning in your mind, especially towards masterminds and reaching your fullest potential and a whole slew of other stuff. So I'm really excited to get into this episode. So Daw Nation, without further ado, let's go behind the Daw with AU5. Welcome everyone to this week of Behind the Daw. I don't know why it's taking this long, but we have finally gotten the one and the only AU5 back on the show. How the freak are you, dude? Man, I am doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, man. It's been it's been like two years since we've done this, dude. Wow. Was the last one Arise when, when we covered that? Yeah, it was when we did Arise. So like we've done literally four episodes of In the Daw before doing another Behind the Daw. Wow. One week ago, exactly one week ago from right now, like literally right this second, you flew into Salt Lake. Uh-huh. I picked you up in my minivan. 
Yep. We packed up a bunch of stuff and we went in the middle of nowhere into Hatch, Utah, which has 134 people living there. And we, in my personal opinion, you may disagree, but in my personal opinion, we had one of the greatest weekends of our entire lives. Do you agree with that statement? Oh, I would say so. Okay. For sure. Okay. So the question is, why the freak is Wyatt from Daw Nation and AU5 going out in the middle of nowhere to, to, to do what? what? I mean, what were we doing there, Austin? Initially, we went out there to record a masterclass, Ooh. Uh, another sound design masterclass. Oh. In addition to uh, kicking it, getting to know each other better. And um, well, we went into it with the goal to uh, pretty much expand both of our minds yep. and do a mastermind, which uh, we'll talk about. So for those who don't know what a mastermind is, it's this concept that I originally got from Russell Brunson. It's this concept that when two minds come together with the intent for growth, right? For the intent for uh, potential and, and for growth and, su and, su um, and succeeding and stuff like that. But when two minds come together like that, there's a synergistic energy that happens and it creates what's called a mastermind. And during this mastermind is when each other can see and understand things better and deeper than they could individually. I mean, the best way to put it is like when one plus one equals more than two. And so the mastermind is all about growth and progression. And we really went into it knowing that we were going to walk away this weekend with things that we both could implement into our personal lives, into our business lives, our career lives, our creative lives, and all that kind of stuff. And I want you to know that this answer that AE5 is about to give is completely, I like, I did not tell him to say this. This is completely of his own volition, but truly and honestly, Austin, was the mastermind worth it? Was it a good time? Did it help you out a lot? Absolutely. I I would say it was I would say it was life-changing just based off of how much I feel like I got and took back. Like how how much I was able to take with me after, you know, after coming back home. Um, yeah, no, it was fantastic. And it was such an awesome time. A mastermind, you don't have to go out in the middle of nowhere to do it. You don't have to have a lot of people do it. I mean, it was just us and, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you can mm -hmm. have as many people as you want, as little people as you want. It can, uh, what's called, it can be literally anywhere. It can be over the internet. It can be in person and do all that kind of stuff. But it's just, I feel like masterminds should happen regularly. Like we were talking about, it, we're thinking about doing it twice a year yeah. just to keep our mind states and all that kind of stuff proper and everything. But let me ask you, man, like, because there was a lot, we talked about a lot of deep stuff, a lot of philosophical stuff, a lot of business stuff, a lot of stuff in general over the weekend. But like walking away from that, right? When you were flying out of Salt Lake and you're just kind of reminiscing on the things that really impacted you the most, what were some of the things that you walked away with? And you're like, man, these, these things, I got a bunch out of it, but these things were like, they made it worth it. Right, man. Well, in the in the sleep deprived state of mind, uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't sleep on the last night because uh, we're getting a lot of stuff done. But I would say the the main takeaways that that really like to sum it up, I guess, because there's just so much stuff. May it really ingrained into me the uh, realization that what I'm doing and the skills that I have and how I apply myself, it's more than just for entertainment. And it's more than just, you know, a, a career, something to make money. It's, it's truly something that is my calling and that I need to do everything that it takes to fully actualize that and see that through. Because if, if not, then, you know, if I don't do that, then I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm doing the rest of the world, any, anyone that could potentially hear me a disservice. And it's like, that's, I don't know. I, I can't, I feel like I, I'm not able to live and just being, I'm not able to live knowing that I'm not living up to my full potential and or being mediocre. You know, a lot, a lot of the people that are probably listening right now, they're probably hearing things that you're saying right now. And they're probably like, wait, this sounds a lot like when Wyatt did the 10 X episode a couple of times ago. And, and, and he's, he's right. There's, there's a lot of concepts that we talked about this weekend that was in within the 10 X book and, you know, cookies to the people, cookies, Kudos. 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 <laughs> Cookies too. I mean, it's whatever you want, right? But um, but yeah, kudos to the fans that are actually seeing that or that are kind of putting that together. But really, I mean, with this concept that you're talking about, you know, like you you don't feel comfortable with not living up to your full potential. You don't feel comfortable knowing that you're living below your potential. Let me ask you a question. With the potential of humanity, I mean, what do you think about the potential of humanity? Like, is it is there is there a ceiling? Is there a roof? Is there a point that like, once we meet there, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, we, we made it this far and everything like that. Do you believe that even exists? 
I do not believe so. Just looking back on like the past hundred years, the technological advancements that we have been making, it's like if we, you look at the curve on a graph, it's not it's not tapering. There's no plateau. It's not even linear. It's exponential. And it's like there's no indication that there is a limit or end in sight. I mean, I forget who it was, but um, I think it was about, it was a little less, it was like the early 19th, 19th, 1900s. I forget who it was. Some famous scientist said something along the lines of like, everything that we can know, we ha- we know in science. Basically like, we know everything that there is and anything that is uh, left to learn is just like subtle detailed stuff. Um, and there's there's no like overarching higher concepts that uh, that we need to, that we are going to learn because we already know everything. And man, <laughs> was he wrong? This was before quantum this is right before uh, quantum theory came into uh, came into the world, into the science community, which completely changed the perspective of everything. And it's like, for someone to say that, I, that's it's I kind of I think it's terrible. And to to believe that kind of thing, I mean, that's like if you believe that there is a limit, then you're not going to expect to be any better than that, and it's going to inhibit inhibit your progress to even get close to that that limit that you set is just going to put a damper on everything with that in the back of your mind. Like, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to hit this destination and uh, that's going to be it. And then we're going to have to figure out something else, find something new. Uh, that's, there's never been an indication of that. That's just, I think that's just birth from fear and, and skepticism. And I can guarantee that guy that said that, that said like we've, we've invented everything. We've done everything. There's no more progression. I bet you anything, man, he rolled over in his grave when you created the midside OTT. I can, <laughs> I do not believe that there is a limit for humanity because even, even right now, even right at this second, we are inc- we are becoming humans. Are becoming cyborgs. Like we are incorporating like technological advances into our everyday lives. Right. Like there's things yeah. that they can put inside of you and kind of expand on an, on a mechanical level and just like keep going. Like what, dude? Like there's no stopping at this point. And. Yeah. And I mean, that's just on a physical level. I mean, we're, we're, we're still talking about potential, right? Where like you, you know, you, you're known inside the music producer community, especially since everything with the school base, like you're, you're a sound design wizard. You're, you know, like you're, you've been pushing the limits of, of, of music production, all this kind of stuff, even before we did all the school based stuff and everything like that. And now what you're saying is like, dude, we're just getting started. Like this, like there's still so much to come. There's still so many more boundaries that you're going to push and break and take them to the next level, right? That's what you're saying? Oh, most definitely. And I think that even that perspective is like that, that gets excited. It prevents, it's kind of like, uh, it kind of like prevents you from getting into like a, a jaded state of mind because with that mindset, everything is still so new and so fresh. Like I think we've only been making electronic, electronic music's only existed not even for a, a century. For someone to think that electronic music is like dying out, they are deluded <laughs> because it is in its infancy. I think music as a whole, I think the emergence of electronic music is just like, it's like the second step of the evolution of, of music as a whole. Man, I, I feel like we're we're just still in the infancy. We're still discovering things. I find that super exciting. You touched on this in your comment a, a couple minutes ago, but you mentioned, so we, we've established it's like, dude, there is no potential to what we can achieve, both as like music producers, as artists, as singers, as songwriters, as music industry experts, as husbands, as fathers, as wives, as mothers, as sisters, as brothers, as friends, as whatever, right? There's no potential, there's no kind of, there's, there's no ceiling on the potential of what we can become. So let me ask you this. Now that we've established that there is no limits is trying to reach your fullest potential something that you should strive to do is it even worth it i mean of course you know like there's no there's no there's no limit to it so i mean is there is it is there even a reason to try to do it are we wasting our time trying to do it what what do you say to that <laughs> right i see what you mean well i think that's a that's, that's sort of like a semantics issue there because like reaching your full potential i don't see it as like setting out to reach a destination of a specific goal. I see that as striving to operate in your fullest potential. It's like infinity, right? So infinity is not a, infinity is not a number. It's not something that you can ever count to. It's the idea that something is endless. It's the idea that there is, there are numbers beyond numbers. Um, it transcends the, the, the idea that things can be uh, finite and 
that that's the same concept of this this whole there's infinite potential it's like you keep counting you can keep counting and count faster <laughs> you can continually approach infinity never you're never going to reach the full potential because there is no such thing as you know there's no such thing as like capping out your potential i think it's something that is is just an ongoing process and you know the more the more i kind of think about it cuz saying that right cuz first off you say like there's no there's no limit to your potential but you but you should reach your full potential it's like well wait hold on what is some uh, what's what's going on here but when i say you know and it sounds like this is what you're saying as well when you tr- when you truly try to reach your fullest potential it means that you are trying to progress as much and as efficient and as fast as possible while on this earth you're like literally doing everything in your power to grow as much as possible to do as much good as possible to create the most beautiful thing as possible that resides inside of you to really try and see what you are fully capable of before you leave this earth can we agree with that i completely agree yeah because i mean the, the only thing that is finite is our time on earth and that's undeterminable you know we, we really don't know when it's going to be the end so it's like it's kind of uh it's kind of a motivator it's like let's do as much as we can in this in this limited amount of time let's make as much progress and as much influence inspire and motivate as many people as we can there, there is no you know elixir of life there's no uh in, invincibility and vulnerability you know it, there's there's always going to be an end to uh, to our lives as dark as that seems i i, I kind of don't see it as something you know so dark though i i think if you look at it from the other from the other side it's like for one it's a blessing to be alive and to even experience life and have the ability to do this, this kind of stuff and influence but the fact that you know there there is some kind of time limit uh, as dark as that seems it's like that that in itself is a beautiful thing because of how it is able to motivate us i mean everything the reason that anything exists that the reason that any life does anything is because it wants to grow and expand and thrive in spite of the fact that it's one inevitably one day going to end you know if we were just born into invincibility there's there would be no motivation to do anything we wouldn't there would be no there would be no foundation to fear anything but at the same time there'd be no foundation to feel passionate about anything because they go hand in hand it's like if you can conquer something that is that is fearful that is uh, fearful then it's like that's that's a step in the in a positive direction that's a step towards growth but if there is no fear to begin with there's no incentive to even feel compelled to do anything that is that's accomplishing you know what i mean because we're talking about like your potential of your life, but I'm going to relate it to kind of still an important concept, but kind of on a smaller level is there's this thing that's called the baby effect, which means is that like when someone has a baby, they all of a sudden start, start working like 10 times harder and faster and stronger than they were before because they understand this concept that they don't have all the time in the world once they have a kid, right? And it's, uh, there's also like this weight of responsibility that's put on top of them, which makes them work even harder to make sure the kid is taken care of. And so in some regards, you know, us having a time limit on this earth is kind of applying the baby effect where it's because we don't have an unlimited amount of time because the time is limited we need to make sure we leverage the time we have here as much as possible to make the most happen in the most beautiful way as possible right i agree yep and so this naturally brings us to the next step of the conversation which is if someone accepted this as fact that there is no limit to humanity to no limit to potential if they see that if they can accept that the next question is like will it not affect anybody if they don't try and reach their full potential if someone doesn't try and reach their full potential is it really going to affect other people you see what I'm saying? Is is that true? Can they just walk away from that and just know that it will not affect anybody? I mean, I think that would I th- I think that in itself is pretty selfish and 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 apathetic to an extent because they themselves by doing that, whether they know it or not, I feel like they can that would most definitely be something that limits someone else from their full potential because it's like it's like a rusty cog in in a in a well lubricated machine it's like if there's one if there's one part that is that is not working at 100% then it affects the entire system one of the most selfish things that someone could do one of the most horrible things that someone could do in this life is not live up to their fullest potential and reach for the stars and try and do like as much good and create as much beauty as possible. Because the fact of the matter is, is that 
If you look at some of the best things that have ever existed in this world that have helped out humanity, you know what I mean? Like, like a cure for smallpox. Yeah. You, learning how to use anesthesia to knock someone out during surgery. Right. Or anything like that. Could you imagine if someone didn't live up to their potential with that and they're just like, yeah, I mean, I could create that. I could try and figure something out like that, but... I want to watch Netflix. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it doesn't directly apply to me. So it's like, I, I don't feel motivated to, uh, you know, there's no, there's no deep, there's no deep burning to actually, you know, do that. It's nearsighted. You know, there could be some people that are listening to this podcast right now. And there's like music that I create. There's no way that it could, that it could help someone else out the way that like the giants that I listen to you know, how their music has helped me. There's no way they could do that. There's no way that, I, that in my potential, there's something like that. When that's like that, I just want to tell those people, stop it. That, what? Are you kidding me? The, fa the fact that you even say that is like com going completely against every single thing that we've been talking about right here. Yeah, the things that they could create right now, the things that I could create, that you could create, that anyone could create, could literally change lives. It could be the thing that people have been waiting for their entire lives. And just because they're not living up to that, just because they're scared, just because they don't understand, there's so many people that could suffer because of it. Is this making sense? It does. And I, 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 I understand where they're coming from because there have been times where that has been my perspective too. It's like, you know, it's, I'm just making, you know, silly dance music. Like, you know, what's, what's really the point? I, I should be doing something bigger and better with our lives. But that is, that in itself is, is a selfish perspective because you're only perceiving yourself the way, you, you know, we can't see outside of ourselves. We can't perceive ourselves from an external, from an external perspective. There have been times where I get hit up a lot. I get, I get a lot of messages from people, which is great there, but there are times and there, there have been quite a handful over the years where I would get these messages that re that really touched me and affect me on a deep level. Like people reach out and say that they're, they're going through a really hard time, whether it be like they, they're like grieving the death of a loved one, or they themselves are like gotten like intensely injured and, and uh, are hospitalized and you know, their, their lives are not going to be the same or people who are, just bound by by depression and suicidal thoughts and they have come to me and have admitted that what i have created you know the you know the the, the music that i made has able to has been able to get, get them through and show them the light essentially and and allow them to persist and continue to 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 have the motivation to to keep pushing forward and that when i first when i first you know got those kind of messages in the beginning i was it was it was beyond me. I could not understand it, and I, th I thought it was like I thought it was someone just you know kind of kind of just messing with me, you know, and, and engaging with them and, and hearing their story. This is this is beyond me doing something for myself. Like if this is saving people's lives, then it would be an injustice for me to not provide more of that to people, especially if I have the potential to, and especially uh, if if it's something that I enjoyed doing, like. Why be, why hoard that? Why be stingy? Why not? Artists were, we are very self-critical. Uh, that's also one of the reasons, that's also one of the things that, that, that can push us forward and, and motivate us, you know, to, to get better and continue to improve. But it's like, if your self-criticism trumps your, your ability to share what you do, like, ah, oh, it's not good enough. I, I'm not going to, no one deserves to, I'm not going to release any music until I get good enough. Man, that's, you don't know what other people are going through and you don't know how other people perceive things. And for you to think that you do and that you know best of what is best for people and that, you know, they, they shouldn't hear your music because it's not good enough or whatever. That's, it's a complete illusion. It's, it's, it's quite sad because there are, there are so many people that are self deluded and thinking that they're not good enough when they could be, they can, they can literally create the things that save other people's lives this concept that like that some producer some mortal human producer could have the foresight to say hey my music isn't good enough therefore i'm not going to put it out and it's not going to affect anybody 
is just uh, what really oh my gosh because i mean okay let me let me put it to you like this if someone comes to me with the argument like what you're saying if someone comes to me with the argument that says i you know i just make dance music there's no way that i can affect them i might as well not put it out and all that kind of stuff well let me just first tell you buddy that if someone like charles manson or somebody like ted bundy can convince people that they're amazing and that people should love them and they're amazing and that they have so much to offer, right? And everyone's just falling at their feet. They're having these crazy cult followings like, oh my gosh, you're amazing, all that kind of stuff. If someone as like has literally no value, that is just kind of one of like the worst people that ever walked the face of the earth, if someone like that can provide something to someone else that they think is valuable, why the heck can't you? Why the heck can't someone like you, who's creating something massively more helpful than what Charles Manson and Ted Bundy created, why the heck can't you come in and make a massive impact on somebody's life? Completely agree. And here's here's another concept. There's this book. We actually talked about it over the Mastermind Weekend. It's this book called The Noticer by Andy Andrews. It's really profound. Um, you, you and I actually didn't talk about this exact story, but in there, there's a story in this book that talks about Actually, no, we did. We did start talking about the story. And we were talking about this story about this woman who is old and she just, you know, like she felt like her kids are raised. She's lived her life. She just feels like a burden to everyone. She wants to die, right? And of course, like you and I, what we talked about is that like the best is always yet to come and so on and so forth. But the concept that I want to talk about is this, is that in this story, Andy Andrews, the writer, talks about how this man is speaking with this woman and this man is saying that I want you to know that even a baby literally a baby shows up from second one into the world has a massive impact on that world just by showing up the baby hasn't even cried yet the baby hasn't even had anything to eat yet the baby hasn't even done anything yet literally just shows up in the world and has already had a massive impact on everyone around it then why would anyone assume that now that they're in their 20s producing electronic music that that massive impact goes away. If a baby just by showing up has a massive impact on humanity, how can anyone reasonably tell us that them just putting out music, you know, like whatever, or, or how can someone just like, oh, you know, like I just don't want to put out my music because, you know, it's not going to affect anyone. How can anyone reasonably say that? See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we, th- we think we know how the world works based off of based off of what we experience and based off of, you know, the, the lives that we live, e- even even if we are completely fooling ourselves into thinking that everything sucks. And there's no way there's no way to objectively perceive the world. And the fact that you think that you're not going to make a difference for one, you're not you're not seeing the the results to the threshold that you would feel satisfied seeing or you're not getting enough fans or or you're not getting enough comments or attention or anything like that. It's like, dude, there is so much that happens behind the scenes that no one is capable of perceiving that is significant to what is happening right now and is going to influence the the rest of the future. When you put out a song, when you do anything, put a post on Instagram, on YouTube or whatever, I'm sure that you see, I'm sure you look at the comments that come through and obviously people are like, oh, this is amazing, so on and so forth. And you usually see like, sometimes, at least for me, you know, like I see some names I always recognize. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy commented again, you know, so on and so forth, right? But how many times has this happened to you when you have gotten a message from, from someone and they're like, oh my gosh, like your music means so much to me. And you're like, wait, I've literally never heard of you ever, ever. You know what I mean? You've, you've oh, literally yeah. just showed up out of nowhere. And that's that's the thing. It's like there are a lot. What you actually see that people are responding and engaging with, you're only seeing the people that are willing to to express something and show themselves. There are so many people that you don't see. I mean, you, you can call them lurkers or whatever for whatever reason. I mean, it's that's totally fine if they're not if if they don't engage, but. Um, even, even for them, the, the fact that they, that they do engage and ex- express what they truly think about something. And, you know, if you, if, if they have the courage to do that, I would encourage it because for one, it, it's win-win for on one end, it's like, you don't know how your feedback and input is going to affect someone else. If it could be positive, I mean, either way, whether it's criticism, I think that there is so much potential for, for, uh, for growth to read something that is, that is critical. I'm not saying just like completely, you know, trashing someone. I don't. I don't encourage that because I think that's, that's fueled by an, another, uh, that's a whole nother topic. But, um, 
yeah, if you're if you're compelled to say something good, uh, you should you should totally say it. It makes a big difference. It, it's the it's the kind of thing that's like, I'm I'm not going to vote because you know it seems like it's it's I'm just one in a sea of in, in a sea of millions. You are one person, but you are not the only person that that thinks like that. Everyone who feels defensive is start, it will will think of themselves as the individual and how useless they are as an individual. No, you have to think of the bigger picture. It's like your contribution is as important as every single one, every single, every single person's contribution as a whole. One of the highlights of the weekend that I had kind of incorporating everything that we were talking about was actually like, it, it was before the mastermind really officially started. It was when we were sitting at Denny's in Salina, Utah, population of like 2000 people. And we were starting to talk about this stuff and these, in these formations, these ideas were coming into our minds about this type of concept, which is number one, there is no cap on the potential of what we can do. But number two, it is our responsibility, our moral rights to try and go as hard and as high on that potential as possible. Because if we don't, then people will never receive those special things from us, those, those, those insights, those, those pieces of creativity, those, whatever, you know, those experiences. And that to me, that is one of the greatest tragedies of humanity, knowing that someone still died with their music still inside of them. Yeah. Hey, that's something that I, th- I think about a lot. You know, I'm sure there are people out, people listening to this or people out there who would think that, you know, that's selfish. It's like you, you know, you see the work that you do so, so highly or so fondly that it's like, you know, the, the whole world should, should know, or you should get it out or people will see that as like, you know, you're inflating your ego or whatever to, to say that kind of thing. But I mean, that aside, even if I didn't like my music, even if I, even if I was not satisfied with anything that I made due to the fact that other people are, like I said before, people are benefiting from it in ways that are beyond just entertainment. The fact that that exists is undeniable. And me not being able to provide that is still a tragedy. You know, if I, if I die tomorrow with like, you know, these 50 songs <laughs> that I'm just like sitting on unreleased, you know, doing whatever, wh- wherever they're going to go, uh, that no, no one hears, like, who knows? I mean, every single, I mean, for, for me personally, and I think every artist can relate to this to some extent at one time or another. When we're in the state, we're in this flow state and we're creating something in that moment, if we are creating from an authentic place, that to us, you know, we are putting, what, what we are putting into that is a part of us. It is an authentic part of us. And, you know, we're, we're creating it for a reason. There's intention, whether we understand, whether we, whether we know it or not, there's some intention that is deliberate and that is significant that we are putting into our art. And when that's done to look back on that and be like, ah, that's, that song is crap. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to not show anyone or just like throw it away. You're not in the same state of mind you were when you were creating it. And I think the, the state of mind that you were while creating it, you need to give that credit because I, I think the, the creative flow, that's something that's divine. That's something that is, that is, um, that we can't really explain. And I don't think it's something that we will ever really be able to like break down and see, like, I, I think it's, it's not, it's not like algorithmic or formulaic. It's transcendental. It's just something that's, that is beyond. We're channeling something that is non, that is non physical, not of this reality and creating something that represents that in a physical format that uh, other people can experience and have whatever that was in the ether resonate with someone else. That in itself, that's such an, a significant and beautiful thing. You know, it's, it's our egos getting in the way saying that like, uh, that's not worthy because we are totally forgetting what it was like in that moment to, to create something, how significant it was. Like if it was significant to you in the past, that that's still that's it's still significant just because you don't feel that way you don't feel that that's significant now does not mean that that was not significant and that is not significant because it it, it can it most surely will be for someone else i completely 
brutally, honestly disagree. No, I'm kidding. That was, that was actually <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was completely on on the mark. Absolutely perfect. So one of the things that I felt like kept coming up over the weekend was, and this is really important because now we're kind of we're kind of moving away from like this philosophical mind state to the actual like physical things that we can look at in our lives and in our businesses and everything like that in our relationships that we can actually see physically going on and then we can address them. It's this whole concept of bottlenecking and going through, looking at it and with through like unbiased eyes, going through, looking at what's going on in your life at the time and figuring out where you are bottlenecking and figuring out how to fix that so that you can, you know, crank up everything else, right? So going through all of this this weekend with the math mind and we were identifying bottlenecks for yourself i also noticed bottlenecks for myself the bottlenecks for me was that i wanted kind of control over everything with donation like all the artwork all the video editing all the everything like that right and uh, it's yes. not and it's not because uh what's called it's not because i thought that i was the best it was just that i knew what i wanted and I didn't want to take the time or the energy to explain to someone else what I was expecting. Okay. Now there's a bottleneck there because I only, you know, as you know, and as many people know, I have a wife and two kids and like a thousand other things going on. And to think that I should just take it all on myself, that was bottlenecking me because I only have a limited amount of time. I only have a little limited amount of skill with these type of things. Right. And so it's actually doing a huge injustice to, to Daw Nation and to basically like anyone else that really wants to get into music production, because how much does it suck to say, I know that I can put out a video every single week of someone breaking down their song, but I'm not going to let that happen because I want to make sure that I edit all the videos, right? right. How big of an injustice is that to other people? And that's happened before. There's been weeks where I've just had too much going on and I haven't been able to put it out an episode that week. And imagine it's like, wow, that is a huge bottleneck. What if I could bring someone on the team and have them do it that way? I, I wouldn't have to. And I, I told, I called you earlier and I was like, dude, we have five people on our team now. And what, like last week we had like two, you know what I mean? And it's incredible. It's in, yeah, it's insane. Cause now I can guarantee that the output for everything within the dog behind the donation with everything, school base, everything is going to increase exponentially. Because because we're, I, I identified that bottleneck and I said, okay, we need to address that. That's not okay. And we need to do it up. So let me ask you a question. In your life, like with music production in general, right? Actually cranking out music and getting that out to the world. What is a bottleneck that you think that producers struggle with on production that you feel like they're struggling with right now? Like this, because of this thing, until they fix this thing, they're still just like their output of music is just going to keep just kind of, it's just bottlenecked. They're not going to be able to get everything, the, the, the sheer amount of volume out that they that they could. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, well, the first thing that came to mind from my perspective, I, I would see this as a bottleneck. It's like, um, the, and we, we talk about this in our course as well. So like the, the composition versus sound design and production. Um, cause they're, they're like two, they're like two different states. I mean, there is crossover, but like there are two different states. Like if you're in a compositional flow, which meaning like you start a song, you start writing a song and you're, you're getting ideas out things that are going to really bottleneck the song being completed effectively optimized. And, uh, yeah, just, just even get it, getting it finished would be breaking out of your compositional flow because you're too concerned about how this one, you know, how this one sound sounds or how this snare is mixed or that this bass doesn't sound right. Like under, you got to understand where your flow is being broken. And sometimes that's hard because it's it, sometimes we, we don't really understand. We can't really, I have a hard time perceiving when I am or like what the flow state is until I'm out of it. And I'm like, Whoa, I was really in a flow and now I'm not kind of thing. Yeah. I think a bottleneck is, uh, getting too distracted with, with, things that break you out of your flow when they are not actually integral to what you need to do at that moment. It's like procedural things, uh, like technical music production, mixing, mastering, uh, some sound design stuff like that stuff that, that does not require nearly the, uh, intuition or elusive, um, that flow state. You know, you can do that stuff afterwards. If you have a full-fledged song just right there, it's like, okay, yeah, I know. I'll listen through it. It's like, okay, I can hear exactly what needs to be mixed and tweaked and whatnot. When you have a song that is just like, you know, when you have like a 16-bar loop, 
and you've just been looping it all day trying to get that perfect, man, it is way harder, at least in my opinion, to think outside of that, that loop. It's like you've boxed yourself in. You've boxed yourself in. You don't know where, where else. Nothing else is going to sound good to you unless you really you know, push through it. It requires way more energy to break out of that, that loop than it does to put, put some of the detailed production, sound design, mixing stuff on hold so you can actually finish the whole song cohesively and then go back. It's, it's like workflow. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I've never built a car before, but I would imagine it's like, it's like, uh, it's like painting, the car bef- painting the car body before it's built or something like that. I don't know if that's, I don't know if they actually do that, but like, here's, they definitely like, don't. There's... I just see it as like paint, paint the car body before it's actually built and then, okay, assemble it. And it's like, oh, okay, everything is all the car. You know, there's like so many scuff marks and scratches on the car body from trying to build it. It's like, it would not make sense to go back and just do like an insane amount of touch up work on the, on the car body when you could have just done that at the very end. And it would have been just one big cohesive. You know what I mean? Is, does that analogy make sense? Yeah, their bad workflow uh, habits are bottlenecking them. They're getting this huge crossover between, between you know, they're going through, they're composing a melody, like, wait, oh, the, uh, I should be doing the sound design. Oh, oh wait, I should be, I'm supposed to be mastering. No, wait, I shouldn't master yet. Oh, oh. It's just like this big like <laughs> mess and it's, and it's bottlenecking them because if they had kind of a system in place, I mean, you can miss, you can, kind of move the system around as, as needs be, but, but you still have a system in place knowing that like, Hey, when I'm doing sound design, I'm doing sound design, period. Like that's like, I need to focus on that. Get that done. Okay. Now I need a melody. Okay. Focus on that. Get that done. So on and so forth. Instead of having all this jarbled crossover in the middle. I love that. As you were speaking, there's something else that came to my mind that is, I feel like a huge, uh, what's called a huge bottleneck for the creation process, which is the creative intake of music. So like, dude, I'm telling you right now, if you make electronic music and all you listen to is electronic music, you are extremely limiting yourself, extremely limiting yourself. Okay. Cause there are ridiculously huge amount of genres out there that are doing extremely and beautiful and what's called innovative things that if you saw that you're like oh my gosh that makes so much sense what if this this and that and the other and so on and so forth you see what i'm saying like here's a really good example here's a really really good example okay you're gonna laugh at this because i know that you kind of was the the beginning of all this austin but this scenario or this kind of this concept that that i'm talking about could be related to you know like me kind of trying to build this music production channel and all this kind of stuff is me spending all my time watching other music proje- music production channels and all that kind of stuff. But here's something that just recently happened that completely blew me away and I got something from it that has nothing to do with music production channels. I've been watching a ridiculous amount of Dr. Phil clips on YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> Really? That's because like when I was cooking steak for us on Saturday night and that little clip came up and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And then another clip came up, another clip, so on and so on. But here's the reason why is because his strategy of how to promote episodes is exactly how I'm going to mimic my strategy to promote episodes. He's so smart. He takes these little snippets, these little clips of the episode that are so like, what? That's freaking crazy. But he doesn't give you everything and it promotes you to go watch the full thing. Nice. And just, uh. just from doing that, just from seeing that i was like holy crap i get a whole new social media kind of strategy you know content strategy from freaking watching dr phil (laughs) it's brilliant exactly it's like it doesn't even have to apply to music it's like that's the thing it's like if if you feel like you're stuck and and you're like ah i need to obsess more about this one specific niche thing maybe the answer isn't like zoom in and and try to focus on that one thing harder like take a step back there's probably, there's most definitely other things that you're missing that you can gain insight and inspiration from that are not even within your genre or forte. I did not start out just making electronic music when I started making music. I, I've, I've played piano since I was, I've been playing piano and taking pia- classical piano lessons since I was four. I've been in, I went to school for, I, I, w- I was minoring in jazz and classical double bass performance. Like those things, it's like, okay, I'm not going to put, you know, classical piano or, or like jazz bass in my songs or anything like that. Like that has been so influential to how I approach writing music and the way that I think of composition um, and arrangement and stuff like that, that 
I would not be, I, I don't think I would be nearly as good if I did not have that kind of foundation and that exposure to other styles of music. It's like, it's monochromatic otherwise. It's like, you know, if our favorite color is, if your favorite color is blue, all you want to do is just use the color blue. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to use any color because that's not, that's not my favorite. That's not my favorite thing. Uh, it just doesn't resonate with me. You know, that's not going to inspire you to use other colors to accentuate what you actually like the color blue you know the color blue is made so much more significant in contrast to other colors or the the absence of of other the absence of colors and it's the same thing with with music it's like if you're listening to like if you listen to like alternative rock all day which sometimes i do and then i come back listening to electronic music it's like wow i hear electronic music differently for one it's it's more refreshing it uh you know, it has higher, it has better, you know, clarity in, in this way and, and that, but letting yourself appreciate, giving yourself some time, even if you're not feeling it, give your, give yourself a, some time to, to try to digest something that is not necessarily in your, uh, in your forte or in your league or whatever, because I guarantee that there is a lot of value to be, to, to extrapolate from that. Even if you hate it, you know, even if you completely hate everything, then, Hey, you're still gaining something from it because you know what not to do. <laughs> I wish we could have a lot more time to talk about this, but we're coming to the end of the episode here. So is there any final concepts, any final comments, anything like that from this weekend or in general that you feel like Donation really needs to know before we head out? Um, yeah, we kind of we kind of skipped over the the big thing, the whole one of the main reasons we you know, met in the first place for three days. Uh, so we made a serum masterclass. Ooh. We recorded like what? Like, I don't actually, I, I actually counted, I actually counted it up. It's 17 hours right now. Wow. Okay. So we recorded 17 hours of content. What? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, after we cut it down and everything, it's probably going to come out to be like 10 ish, but yeah, I am. I am really, I am really excited about this. And I think other people should be too. And we'll be, um, we pretty much break down everything that serum is like from literally from top to bottom throughout the interface, fundamental aspects of serum and the synthesis within it, how wavetables work, what is a wavetable, subtractive synthesis, uh, how to do, how to do additive and FFT transformations and spectral morphing. I mean, we, dude, we, we, we cover like the whole gamut. And in addition to that, I also include a ton of stuff that I've learned, like little, little tricks and cool sound design things that I haven't seen anyone else, um, do or, or teach that, uh, that I use in, in addition to that with, with specifically serum, like everything that we cover is serum. It's, I'm really excited for, uh, for people to, uh, to get their hands on it, not to mention the uh, the the bonus materials Ooh. that we that we have included for them. So, guys, let me just first tell you, okay, donation. This this was an insane thing that we recorded because not only do like we talk about like all of the known things, right? We talk about the lesser known things. We talk about the things that actually literally are in the manual. There were some things that we had to go and search on the internet and find this random Russian paragraph that we had to translate to English to actually understand a certain function inside of serum. Okay. That, that was an actual thing. Okay. And yeah, we, like, we dove deep. Yeah. We dove really deep. Like there is like, if you walk away from this, from a masterclass like that, and you, and you don't know what's going on with serum. I'm, I'm sorry. There's no hope. Like there's like, like we, we, we covered everything. We even like in one of the parts of the class, he talks about Austin here. A five talks about how he literally, he like called out Steve Duda as calling out seems like real more aggressive than it actually is. But he actually like, Suge made a suggestion, he made a suggestion in a video to Steve Duda about a function and Steve Duda actually literally made it happen. And he shows exactly what that is. Like it's really quite crazy. Everything that we went into. So, I mean, so we're working on that right now. That's not going to come out for a little bit but that we are working on that right now. actually it's probably gonna come out a lot faster now because now i have a team covering all the other stuff and so now Whoa. we can actually focus on this kind of stuff you know and so yeah. so yeah so stay tuned for that all right that's going to be absolutely huge but yes we met together we did all that and so now if you've always wondered wow I mean, what the heck is this in serum what does this do what are some deeper tricks that you know i, I know the basics but i want the deep stuff guys you have no idea like this thing okay this thing all right very excited very freaking excited for this so austin 85 it's always a freaking pleasure i don't know why we have you on more in the dawes than we do on behind the dawes because it's always like 
equally freaking amazing every time. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Absolutely, dude. And really quick, I mean, the, the question that we always have is like, did you did you have a good time on this podcast? Was it was it fun? Was it inspiring? Are you okay with it? Dude, absolutely. I'm pumped. My my blood is flowing. I'm like sweating. I'm ready to ready to take on stuff. Like I'm itching. Hey, Daw Nation, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Behind the Daw with AU5, which by the way, if you found anything in this episode that was helpful to you, go ahead, take a screenshot right now, tag me on an Instagram story at in the daw, behind the daw, and tell me what concept really, really helped you out this week. I would love to hear from you, and in fact, AU5 would love to hear from you as well, so go ahead and tag him as well, DM him as well, but especially, we would love to know, either in a DM or a comment in the comment section of this podcast, you know, what you think your fullest potential really looks like, and we really like to know what what are the bottlenecks right now that are in your career that are keeping you from reaching your fullest potential? Also, after the weekend of doing the mastermind and realizing how profoundly beneficial it is on our careers and our mind states and our personal life and everything, we have really been thinking about putting on a digital mastermind where we allow, you know, a very small amount of people to come do this with us, you know, just over the course of a couple days, which would all be through a Zoom chat. And basically we we talk about where we all are in our careers, you know, how we can progress forward, what advice we have for each other, how to change our mind states, identify the bottlenecks, all this kind of stuff. And if you're interested in that, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram saying that you'd be really, really interested in that. I'd literally love to know if this is something that you would be really, really interested in, which full disclaimer, in order for us to take time away from everything else that we're doing it wouldn't be free but it would be worth it all right to actually sit down for a couple hours have your go ahead and bring your questions to the table about literally anything inside your business and for all of us to share knowledge and wisdom with each other be really really awesome and in fact we were actually thinking about doing a physical mastermind 85 we're thinking about doing a physical mastermind with like five people flying them out to utah kind of taking this weekend to go out in the mountains and do exactly what 85 and i did where for a couple days we just we hyper focus on your needs your career your questions, all that kind of stuff, identify where you could do better, give you as much advice, everything that we have, you know, if you're interested in that too, as well, again, that again, to make absolute sense, you know, for me to take away time from making the courses and for 85 taking away time from him making music, it won't be free, but it would be insanely worth it. So if this is something that you're really interested in, you want to do something like this, Hey, go ahead and send me a DM. Just, I just want to see if there's any interest. And if so, then we can start planning the first one. This, this could be really, really beneficial, really, really powerful. So go ahead and send me a DM. If you're interested in either the digital mastermind or a physical mastermind. And finally, Daw Nation, I'd highly encourage you to check out the school base before enrollment closes on October 31st. If you don't know what that is, that is the sound design course that AU5 and us over at Daw Nation put together for you to really take your sound design skills to the next level, especially if you're into bass music. So if you want to go check that out, you want more information on that, go ahead and head on over to courses.inadaw.net. There should be a link below this podcast. But Daw Nation, I just want to say thank you for everything that you guys do. You guys are awesome. We literally cannot not do this without you. And I love hearing from you. So again, if you just want to send me a DM for any reason, you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, I would always love to hear from you. And I can promise that if I can clearly see it's a sincere message, you will always get back a personally recorded uh, voice message from me. All right. I've been doing this a lot lately. A lot of people have been liking it. So I'm like, Hey, I think this is a fantastic idea. So I will keep doing that for you, Donation. But next week we are going to be releasing a new in the dot episode. Funny enough with AU5. It's really, really, really amazing is that it is actually going to be a Halloween special episode, right? I dress up as Spider-Man, AU5 dresses up as himself. Yeah, that's that's cool. We also have a special guest that's going to be helping me interview that week. His name is Nick DeGrace. He's a longtime fan of the show, and he's a really, really good friend from Canada. Awesome guy. Goes by Initiate. Really check out his music. He's insane. He's going to be helping me interview uh, AU5 in that episode, so I'd highly encourage you to check that out. That would be one week from today on Friday, October 25th, which will be premiering on the Dawn Nation YouTube channel at 12 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. But Dawn Nation, with all that out of the way, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, I can't thank you enough for you guys, for all of support and the love and everything that we have going on but Daw Nation you're amazing have a fantastic day and remember you have to spend time behind the Daw so you can absolutely crush it when you go in the Daw